All right, guys, what's up? And welcome to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. Today's episode, we are continuing the seven things I wish I had have known starting out in the fitness industry. I think, I think this is episode five of it. I think, yeah, five. So a couple more to go to finish out this little mini series. And so I hope you have got a lot of value from it. Um, things I wish I had have known probably would have helped me get better results and made the process and far more enjoyable along the way. Um, today's episode is going to be on a topic that I think is really, really important. It's not just for, you know, wish I things I wish I had have known, but things, something everyone should still always kind of be looking at when they see things in the industry or in any aspect of life, actually. So today's episode of the seven things I wish I knew starting out is understanding the difference between correlation versus causation. Now, what does that mean? Well, correlation versus causation. So causation, for example, like what is the cause? What is the reason this person got results? Is it because they did X and that was the sole reason? Or you saw someone do Y and Y has nothing to do with the reason someone will get results, but they did Y and they got results, but it's not the cause. It just happens to be correlated to them getting results. Now, what do I mean by this? Okay, so think of it like this, right? Let's say if your friend said they want to lose weight and you see them try to lose weight and they didn't track calories or macros, they didn't know what that was at all. And, you know, they try to they said they were trying to lose weight and stuff like that and they never did. And then all of a sudden they tell you they went and did a shake diet and they have these protein shakes and they do these protein shakes for four weeks. And after four weeks, they lose weight. They lose a lot of weight. They lose 10 kilos or something in four weeks. And they're like, oh my God, see, I finally lost weight. It's because of these shakes, these shakes. I got rid of everything else I was doing and I started just having shakes and I had these shakes and now I lost 10 kilos in four weeks after never losing weight. So these shakes sound pretty magical, right? To the untrained person. They're like, oh my God, I should have this. It's, you know, what was in it? You'll ask them like, oh, all right. Well, so what was in the shakes? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. But like, it's just like really good quality food and stuff. And it has protein and, you know, so yeah, it's these shakes. And, you know, all of a sudden they turned myself into like a fat burning machine and I lost all this weight. It's like, cool. All right. So therefore these shakes are the reasons why you lost weight. Like they're the sole reason. And this is what you hear a lot. And you know, this is what a lot of these supplement companies where, you know, their meal replacement shakes and then whole diet is like, you know, buy like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars a week of meal replacement shakes and whatnot. And the thing is people often lose weight and then naturally people go, oh, it must be the shakes. And so they correlate the weight loss with being whatever's in these shakes. Now, this is not saying the shakes are not beneficial for weight loss because they obviously lost weight, but it's not meaning that's the reason. So what I mean by this is a lot of the times you see these people do these kind of shake diets and they lose this rapid amount of weight. And then if you actually understand nutrition and you look at things and read labels, you look at the labels and often, you know, these shakes might be say 200, 250 calories, or let's say maybe 300 calories. 
And then the diet will consist of having three, three of these shakes a day. And you get a person who's say 35, 40% body fat. And, you know, there might be a hundred kilos and their TDE where they can maintain their weight might be say two and a half thousand calories. And so a calorie deficit for them might be 2000 calories, right? But the shakes are three times 300 calories. So therefore they're eating 900 calories a day. And let's say their TDE is 2,500. Therefore they're literally in like a 70, 60, 70% calorie deficit, which is enormous. So what happens? They then lose weight. So therefore, is it because of the shakes they lost weight? Well, no, they lost weight because of them being in a drastic calorie deficit. That's why they lose rapidly. And what made the shake successful though, was that yes, it had some calories in it and protein and stuff like that. But a lot of the times what makes these kind of things successful is that it's the buy-in. It's like, oh my God, I'm going to do this diet. It says I have to do this for four weeks. There's a start and finish date. It's set out. It's three shakes a day. That's it. No, no ifs or buts. There's no kind of flexibility. It's the diet is three shakes a day for 28 days. And if I do this, it tells me I'm going to lose all this weight. So I'm going to do it. Now, when people kind of read that, they go, oh, well, wow. Okay, cool. It's all I have to do is this. and what they do is they try and make the process as simple as possible, which can be a good thing. But they don't ever really educate too much on why you're having these shakes or the benefit of the shakes. And the thing is, right, if you replace those, say, shakes with any other food, protein, carbs, fats, and ate 900 calories a day, and there were none of those things, none of them were shakes, they're all whole foods, and you ate 900 calories a day again, what would happen? You'd lose just as much weight. So... Does that mean it's the shakes that are the leading, the cause of the fat loss? No, but the shakes, the buy-in, the marketing around it got people to think, oh my God, this is how I'm going to do it. And then they see people get similar results like that person did and they go, oh my God, that could be me. And so straight away, they begin on that shake journey with thinking, wow, like this is something I can do because I can see other people do it. And there's drastic results. Drastic results makes people go, oh, wow, I can do this. So this is why, again, a lot of these short-term diets are really aggressive and they're really um, built around a few weeks. Why as well? Because a few weeks, these marketing companies know that people can adhere to that. They can go, you know what? I can fucking hate my life for three, four weeks if it means I can lose seven, eight kilos in three weeks or four weeks. So they go these bold claims and they super short time frames and super aggressive calories because people naturally, human nature, can do aggressive things short-term. But over time, it's that's where, you know, things go wrong. So point is, point is with my story is that, because this is not about shakes, but the point is, is that the sh people so often misunderstand correlation versus causation. The shakes, the person lost a lot of weight on the shake diet, right? So is it because, did they lose weight? Is it causation? Is the sh are the shakes the causation? Are the shakes the reason why they lost weight? No, the shakes correlate with obviously losing weight because the shakes were a part of the diet, but they could have done anything else for the same amount of calories and lost weight. The cause of the weight loss was just obviously the large reduction in calories. Now, 
not only the reduction in calories, but now they probably actually just did a calorie deficit. A lot of people, you know, try to do things and they don't really know what they're doing. So they think they're eating lower calories than they actually are. And they're kind of tracking, but they're not really tracking. And then by doing, say, the shake diet, it just said, you have three three shakes a day, that's it. So it made it super simple, no thinking, and you just did it. And so by making it super simple and doing it, yes, they lost weight, but you could do this with any other food. And you could have done this with having six meals a day of solid foods. You could have done this with having one meal a day of solid foods. You could have done it with having three meals a day of solid foods. Point is, anything else for the same amount of calories would have got them the exact same fat loss result. But the company obviously markets these things very well. So the cause or the weight loss, yes, fat loss occurs because they ate certain foods that help them adhere to a calorie deficit, but it's not the sole reason why. It's not the pure cause of fat loss. It's not the shakes that made them lose weight. It's the fact that they lost weight by being actually in a calorie deficit. Now, point is, this is something you see with nutrition all the time. Likewise, when I was in a gym growing up, I trained at a really small kind of crappy gym where like old people would just go and you know, occasionally someone big guy would come in and, you know, I'd be like 14, 15 training there. And then a big guy would come in using horrendous technique and, you know, I'd maybe chat and talk to him. And, you know, at the time I thought, wow, they must know so much because they're jacked. And little did I know that everything they said was wrong. They're idiots. They had no idea why they're actually getting results. And they were also on copious amounts of steroids. So point is everything they said to me back then was kind of wrong. But the, their training was terrible. But their advice to tell me what to do and all the things to do it, yes, they had amazing results, but most likely, again, the results were not the cause from, cause from what they're actually exactly saying. You know, they was like, all right, well, you've got to do um, drop sets or you've got to do, um, yeah, I take this, my, I take my shake immediately post-workout and that's the way I do it, you know, like that could help with things. But the fact, the real cause of them being jacked and sh- jacked was the fact that they lifted, which was, again, a good thing, even if they're lifting terribly. They're on steroids, which helped. And steroids can often obviously mask a lot of bad training and get you better results. So something we do when we're all young is we look at people who are like, above us and go, oh, wow, I want to look like them. And so everything they do, we seem to think that that's the cause for their results. And often it's not the cause of the results. A lot of the things they do, they don't even realize are the sole cause of their results. A lot of the things that they're doing could actually be hindering their results, but because the other things that they're doing are getting the results, they don't quite realize. And that's why often, you know, when you're doing things in life, you go, hey, I might be doing 10 things. But only two of them are actually really effective, but I'm doing 10 things, so I don't really know which is the reason. So you could probably be getting just as good of results just by doing two of those things and get rid of eight of those things. But because you're doing so many things at once, you really don't know what's working. Now, point is, guys, and I'm not sure if this is a good episode because I've, I've got a lot of these ideas in my head and sometimes it's hard to say. Point is, guys, so often you look at people with amazing bodies or people who are really skinny and they tell you all the things in the world that they do and that you think, oh, this is the cause. This is why they lost weight. This is why they look amazing. And a large amount of the time, 
the things that people tell you why they're looking amazing or why they get results is absolute shit. They're just chatting absolute shit. And so then what you do is you go see this beautiful person with this great body and go, oh, well, I want to look like them. So I'm going to start doing what they're doing. They go to, and they tell you all the dumb shit they're doing. So you go do it. But little did you know, the reasons why they were getting results weren't because of that necessarily. It was the, all the other things that probably weren't sexy and gimmicky, which they don't talk about because it's just basic knowledge. So, so often we just, <laughs> when trying to improve our physique or lose weight and build muscle and get stronger, we see things and we always just think that must be the cause. But it can, you can be doing things that can, can correlate with you getting great results. For example, you know, if you, if you went to the gym and, and you, let's say you trained glutes, you did, you said you did five glute exercises, you did four great, you did hip thrust, you did lunge, you did uh abduction movement and you did a Romanian deadlift, four great glute exercises, right? But then let's say you did a fifth exercise and it was a dumbbell lateral raise for your shoulders, but the person's an idiot. So they go, well, I think that's a glute exercise. So you go around telling everyone that you do five glute exercises and that's the key to getting great results. And you tell them the exercise you did, all four of those great exercises, but then you also tell them you did lateral raises and you have great glutes. So they go, well, why lateral raises? And you go, well, look at my glutes though, because look how big they are. They're growing. And you go, oh, well, so should I do lateral raises because you've got great glutes and should I do lateral raises for my glutes? And like, well, yeah, but look at my glutes. Of course you should. Point is, is that, is a lateral raise for glutes? No, it has absolutely fucking nothing to do with your glutes. They've got great glutes because they did those four other good exercises. But if someone says, well, I do these and I have great glutes, so therefore you should be doing them. They're unique. Look how unique I am doing this. You go, oh, well, cool. I should do that then. And so even though they do lateral raises, it's not the cause for them having glutes. They do lateral raise in their workout. So it could correlate with them having good glutes because they're training, you know, in the gym, but it's the four other exercises that's getting them the results for the glutes. So, yeah, thing is, guys, is that so often people send stuff to me and they go, oh, like, is this true? Is this why they look this? And why do they look like this? Because if they're doing this, just because someone's doing something terrible doesn't mean it's going to stop them from getting great results if 90% of the stuff they're doing is quite good. But often it's the 10% of the stuff that they do, which is stupid and shit, which has no effect on them getting great results. It's the 10% of the things that they actually post about 90% of the time because it's unique. It's different. And that's why on social media, you see so many gimmicky kind of posts and exercises because it's cool. It's trendy. And so people naturally go, oh, well, this weird thing must be the course of their great results because it couldn't be as simple as just doing all the basics well, right? And that's just the human nature of things. You see people do something stupid and you think, well, if they look the part, they must get great results. But 90% of the things they're doing is actually good, but they don't talk about it, but they just talk about the 10%, which is unique, which gets some clicks and views and whatnot. So point is, guys, something I wish I knew starting out years and years ago is to understand the difference between, between correlation versus causation. Things that you do can sometimes correlate results, but doesn't necessarily mean it's the sole reason. And a lot of the times the things that are getting your results, the actual cause, you don't actually think about enough or don't, don't really comprehend that, Hey, that's actually the reason. So 
don't confuse correlation with causation. And just because someone's got an amazing body doesn't mean necessarily the things that they're doing and they're telling you the reason why they have great results is the cause. Often the cause is just the basic shit they're doing. The fancy shit, the gimmicky stuff they're doing and posting about is just correlation. It's not the causation. So guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please share. And if you haven't yet, guys, please go listen to the other previous four episodes of the seven things I wish I knew starting out. I think you'll find them really, really valuable as well. All right, guys, it's Friday. So have a good weekend. See ya.